slipped on his boots and powered up, ionic tronic deutonic microsonic clonic electrode wired to the shins with light emittance. He walked gently in towards the bits of the planet which lit up, tiny microcircuitry with dark matter sucked gently at its side base in a closed gel system, kind of like gel toothpaste with sparkly bits which light up and diffracted light back into receptors along the silver tubing, like an analog amplifier, but with a constant impedance as measured around this temporary and reusable photography, negative as it was. Do these things have a dial? He talked out loud to himself. His toes pressed into them a bit and he could hear the batteries powering up as they balanced into each other. Squish! Oh that must be the bank of diodes that need calibration. The wires were dual titanium and copper anodized, and operated together to an RC network like an equalizer to let some frequencies pass in either direction and provide signal to ground, which was oddly stored in its own battery. Yes, ground storage was his new toy. He'd been toying around with it at the labs, it was basically this version of compressed activated sediment rock, the thin line mineral traces were flashed like an EPROM onto particles between layers, which created their polarity towards each other to simulate veins in rock of any particular metal, depending on the requirements of shortest path to ground for the electrics to charge and discharge into the proper toes. He flipped up his visor, which was auto-picking terrain for him this time, after it trained on his pathways for a bit. He saw some red clay rock flick past, and some other earthy prudential looking granite. These were just icons for the voltage densities and available spectrum of simulated elements to manage. They also had to be used sequence, so there were two ground batteries to isolate the settings. His toe jiggled just a bit. The sunlight radio began to play. And he walked. As he walked around town, the tiny electrics kept dabs on themselves and the batteries took his light travel direction and began the film. He rang the bell. It was Miranda. She was drenched from the rain, and blotted off her ear with a terry cloth towel. Oh? You got it? She looked down. Good. These guys have been ishing to travel and the notebook is just not doing it for them, you know? They've got some good stories to tell. Just need a bit of balance and some exercise. Here. Hugh took her note and clipped it to his inner pocket with some alligator leads, on the college ruled portion of the note which then the EGS had chosen to provide their interface. Here little guys. You'll like it down here. Lots of mineral wealth, and you'll get a chance to recharge, and charge. These guys have been writing poetry for me around the yellow tulip I had from the garden the other day. I think they'll go with your garden variety program, if you don't mind to start. Certainly. I'll see what we're up against. The diagram plating is there for their next spot, wherever they choose to be dropped off. City planning has been wanting a new walkway, and these guys want to be the world. The timings began to calibrate to these guys, who dove right into the perimeter and found their interfaces, placing themselves and signaling back and forward and around, and the battery not hummed. Hugh took a quick peek at the display, and saw his batter levels hit return, and a few lattice topographical snaps seemed to indicate the EGS were setting up towards their bit of light gardening, metallic tulips they placed onto the edges of the diffractions coming off the traces. As electrics hit at the shapes on the wire, being attracted and drawn around, emanating frequencies onto the other lattices, and so forth. They seemed pleased, and so was Hugh. 
He felt solid for the first time in weeks, and likewise, our friends had refound his grounded electrics. I'll walk with you, just give me a second. She left him in her entryway and she walked back a bit to get dressed. QI the clock on her wall. It doesn't seem to move. She shouted from the next room. You know it's an antique and I thought I'd leave it like that. The vacuum is still good. I had it checked. Q tapped on the glass and the wooden case for second, and though of three blind mice. He looked down, no mice. No cheese. That's why Miranda spouted back. Why what? She walked back into the room, buttoning her white shirt with faux pearl buttons. It's why there's no cheese. No point for mice when the clock is vacuum sealed she grinned at his feet, and flashed her own folded note which she stashed in her purse. Here, this is so we can communicate. They strolled for a bit, and she brought up some maths and figures, and some of the paper she'd been working on, column inch at a time. It's about what these guys wrote me. A continuation of a continuum of poetry. Do you want to hear some? She patted her bag, and read a few verses while they walked. The EGS jiggled slightly in Q's boots, as they danced quietly on, and on her paper. She looked into it, they appear satisfied with their work. And the connection is made. They walked. Time seemed to slow down for a bit, and the two walked around the glimmer for a bit of each other's company. She held his hand. He told her more about the product, and things upcoming for the lab they'd be working at for the summer. Just built she said, and more of these guys if they like it. I mean the glass is fit for the in the ground batteries are going to replicate out of these samples. Hope they have the memory. And the drive, if you know what I mean. She did. That's what this poetry was about. They had been working on the rose petal for a while, and seemed to think they knew all about love at least from the petal's perspective. I think they want to be, she muttered into her side and they sidled on, and grinned. That's another product, Q beamed back. Those wings are quite flighty with the radios we've been working on. The harmonics are tuned to Mozart these days, but they're welcome to change the station if they can charge it back upright. They passed some art at the museum. Renaissance, French indeed. Southwest? Well there was an influence. So Q, I've been meaning to ask you about the other night. I mean about the line electrics, and the static. You know there's still a bit left on the wire, I checked this morning. Something about the weather on the sideband. I guess it'll settle. Q looked into his memory for a bit, but quite frankly forgot that bit, until now. Well it's a good thing we're getting on, is all? Charged up for discharge and the like. Maybe you'll let these guys take a peak voltage at it for you when we get back. I'm sure they'll have an answer for the static. Just switch it over to the pack if they get antsy on you, he grinned. So anyway, it's a bright and shiny day, is what I got out of it all. You know how copper is, always putting the electrics in a good mood. Yes, I do. The trunk is wired back twice you know. As a fiber drop-off and, well, you know what sees you. They did. Q fiddled with his pocket for a bit. Gum? Miranda took a slice. Oh 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 strawberry. She popped it in her mouth sideways and thought of the harmonica again. And giggled to herself. You do know what's up ahead, don't you? Fortune favors the mild and spicy. A cookie? She grinned back. 
their usual table, with a lantern and one tons to start. They tattered away for a bit and queued for the fortune cookies in the glass jar by the register. He motioned over and the women behind motioned him to take a couple, and he walked back to the table beaming. Don't read it, here I'll take mine for later. She put it in her purse. Q's boots jiggled just a bit, as these guys must have picked up the texts. He grinned to himself and she likewise, patted her purse. Things carried on like this for a bit, bits at a time, as time and time was again. She motioned for the check, on her account, and the women behind the counter took out a large black ledger and signed their name on the row for the date, with an extra character to indicate their good time. He closed the book and nodded back. Miranda picked things up a bit, and as they stood outside, mentioned some of the dreams she had been having. All colors this time, and around and about the crinkly edges. Well it was all fine and the NLP was picking up and settling. She had been turning on some light electrics in the tune of antimatter and the likes and time again. This time it was binaural beats to the cadences of. Well there's a lot like that going on, that's how come the ground wire. Listen. They walked. Imagination tribunal gyration stop glacial matter use flowed sideways down the pathways of leisurely gestation, onward and towards a horizon of glowy oomphs smattering of factoidal lattices for the benefit of. Well Mr. Kite, lighting strikes matches for the pairing of electrons spin towards the vulnerably kind and kind, and etc. Slight tension wire wrapped at the gauge of 30 knot for the underboarding of the snowy underlings which pattered neatly and gently in their soft tissue electrics, and they hummed. This has been AquaQ on the mild easterly quarter-sized blotter stopper on the rose-petaled glisten cross-hatchery and you are, well, and adjusted vertical. Bleep. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-Y, those magical 10-letter acronym, stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Nine letters in La Waffle Mott. La Waffle Mott. <laughs> See, I, I always imagine like a Mont when I say yeah. it, so I, I always mispronounce it. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's La Waffle Mott. Right. Well, that is our acronym. We are a podcast, and if you want to subscribe, um, whenever you use podcasts, you have to use the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But once you do that, you can subscribe. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. It's a website. You click it. There's a stream. Uh, if you can pull it off, you can do it on your apps. 
every Sunday. We are on 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific California time. And uh, what we do is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie this week? We are watching Cannonball Run, 1981. Cannonball Run. Yeah, I know. Your favorite. Your favorite. Good luck. And we like the channel Movies After Midnight. It's movie with then a Z. Okay. After Midnight. It's All really easy. Listen, none of we solved this whole L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's just capital M, lowercase O, capital V, lowercase I, lowercase E, capital Z, lowercase A, lowercase F, lowercase T, lowercase E, lowercase L, capital M, lowercase I, lowercase D, capital N, lowercase I, capital G, lowercase H, capital T. It's that simple. That is the channel we like. And this has been on since August. Of 2020. Yeah, that's kind of recent. And look, 38,000 views with such yeah. a recent. Okay, so you cannonball is one word because you're not a dummy. You already knew that. And then run dash 1981. And then an irrelevant dash at the end. Put that in your search engine and you will find. It's cool, man. It's stylistic. You got the two hyphens on either end, man. Right. It looks like a cat. Whiskers. All right, so ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as Carl just said, go ahead, find the link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left so you have zero, zero, zero. And uh, we're very grateful. As we mentioned, Uni Radio, you can go ahead and donate. That's all we ask. That's our only ad today to Muni Radio. We're going to Venmo and go give uh, 20 bucks to add Muni Radio. Uh, thank you guys so much for the GoFundMe and the uh, funds, and also thank you to the city of San and county of San Francisco yes. for helping out artists in the Bay Area, but we have reached our goals for 2020, and so we'll be hearing us complain in 2021, so we look forward to that uh, doing it. So anyway, uh, we before us, we have a show called The Edge of Insanity, which I think is on hiatus, Carl. No, uh, really? Just, yeah, but they're going to, best of, so check out some best ofs, uh, and uh it's hosted by Paul Brumbaugh, who is also our countdown king. And here he is in robot form. Please give it up for right, the so Paul Let's get Brumbaugh. this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbaugh. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Uh, the good old classic movie 20th Century Fox logo. Nothing possibly could go wrong with this movie. Uh oh. This is a disturbance outside the movie house. There's a car chase on the 20th Century logo. There's a car chase on the 20th Century Fox logo. Haha, uh -huh, cops got it. That was Burt Reynolds' laugh. We'll hear a lot of it. It's nothing like hearing the stars laugh at their own movies. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Hal Needham. I love right. Hal Needham. He was Smokey and the Bandit. He was all Burt Reynolds all the time. 
He was all Reynolds all the time. And you know what? He made a bunch of TV movies, The Smoking and the Bandit, with Alfred uh, Reynolds. So he knew how to hang on to that property. Yeah, it was a franchise. We have an all-star cast here tonight. Uh, we want to mention that L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, if you go over to our Facebook page, Let's Watch Full Life Movie on YouTube, you'll see links. But we did a the second unofficial second sequel of Cannibal Run, a delightful little film called Speed Zone. Remember that, Carl? 1989, and I didn't know that it was unauthorized. Uh, I thought it was part of the franchise. Maybe that's why they didn't say Cannonball Run, right? Right. Well, you know, the winner of the previous race in Speed Race, of course, was the winner from Cannonball Run 2. Uh-oh. She cannot drive 55, nor <laughs> can she resist tagging shit. <laughs> was that Hagar, right? Hagar? Yes, I mean Hagar. So, yeah, there was Cannonball Run in 2 in 84 and Speed Zone in 89. And in 2011, there was a video game, The Need for Speed, which has got the same sort of plot. But check this huh. out. Um, they have bought the rights to this film, Paramount, and they're, they're going to do another one. Oh, great. I look yeah. forward to it. Look at this all-star cast, if you, you know. Yeah, Burt Reynolds, of course, won't be in it, but they'll figure it out, right? Did Don right. DeLuise well, pass away? Will, will uh, Don DeLuise be in it? Is he gone? Did he pass? Will Bianca Jagger be in it? Yeah, will right. Cohen? Tell me, tell me. Will at least Who's Jimmy the, the Greek Snyder be in it? Oh, Carl, will Mel Tillis be in the remake? Please tell me. How about that guy? You know that guy. He's really funny. His name is... Uh... Okay, let's talk seriously now. Jackie Chan is still alive. Okay. Yes. okay. Um, I think the son of... of uh... Gosh, is Pete F Peter Fonda still alive? Valley Perrine? I don't know if actually this might be a pretty... Terry Bradshaw is still alive. He Terry Bradshaw is still alive. Uh, Alfie Wise. This is a great cast. Yeah, but they're wasted on this film. You know, Burt Reynolds said this was his biggest mistake, this film. He, he doesn't like this film? He did it for all the wrong reasons. He couldn't say no to $5 million. Now, $5 million in 84 is probably like $15 million right. today. So he couldn't say no. Listen, your stuntman who helped you since the 50s says, I'm going to direct you in a film, and here's 15 million uh, 2020 uh, equivalent money. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, hell yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I love movies. And, of course, movies is sort of for motion picture movies because it's not like a normal picture. It's in motion. Oh, I see. I got yes, it. Yes, a movie. And this is the best movie ever made because all it is is one long car race. <laughs> Everyone's moving. Look, constantly moving. It's the perfect motion picture. Okay, now Dom DeLuise is late to work. Late to work. And why is he late to work? Because his hamster had a panic attack. Now watch, funny joke. He's going to spill his coffee when Burt Reynolds screams. You're late. <laughs> wow, look at Burt. He looks classic. Yeah. Um, they um they kept the shooting to 14 days so it would fit with Bert's schedule. Like Hal Needham just did every, anything he could to make Bert say yes. They shot this movie in two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, this is all practical effects. We're not going to watch a single CGI shot. So people drove, like, cross-country. How did these race movies start? They always end in Santa Monica Pier, right? Yeah, well, uh, that's where we end. Uh, and you've brought that up in other films, too. Like, a movie is cheap if it involves yeah. Santa Monica Pier. I actually, uh, I, I hate to say it. I just feel like it's a cheap take to go to Venice Beach and just, you know... Uh, we saw the honey and the naughty that was shot there. Uh, Southland Tales was shot there, which is an interesting but failed movie. And uh, a lot of surf Nazis must die, I believe, was, was shot there. The trauma film and oh, uh, trauma, trauma, trauma. Yeah, the trauma film. Which <laughs> trauma to watch? The uh, uh, mixed nuts with Steve Martin, Romy and Michelle. They lived there, but I like that movie. I had uh, Anna Carvey. He one of his films. He lived there. You know, it goes on. Now, Mixed Nuts, I love Steve Martin. Is that, oh, I got to tell you a plot point. Okay. Just, Don DeLuise just mentioned him, and Burt Reynolds freaks out about it. Like, we don't discuss him. So we'll see what that is later. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. And Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. Did I say his name wrong? This Jimmy guy, the Greek. If you, yeah, he was, Jimmy so the Greek. He was a, like a New York Post columnist. He was a famous bookie who became a celebrity TV bookie during the 70s, like right. Merv Griffin would bring him on, I guess. And he'll say, oh, yeah, the Rams are a lock. Uh, or, right? Am I, am I barking up the wrong tree? No, you're, that's right. And I think Jimmy the Greek was the one who uh, said that black people are the superior athletes. And he got into a lot of trouble for saying that. That's right. That was after this movie. Yeah, that was after this movie. So right now they're talking about betting on, okay, now we hear a heroic voice, which is Dom DeLuise saying, nothing can stop us now. And then there's a bunch of cops that stop him. <laughs> Bird is frustrated. Now, uh, here is go, him. Smoky. We don't talk about him, and we're about to meet him. Ta-da! Oh. Oh, my Captain God. Captain Chaos. This film is not believable at all, Carl. That's right. Take me out to a nice dinner, and you go to the movie house, and this is the film we watch? <laughs> this film did great at the box office in 81, great at the box office. Well, I'll tell you the story. My brother and I saw this. My parents dropped us off at a New Jersey uh, movie multiplex. I think it was in Bergen County, mm -hmm. and the place was packed. And when all the contestants came out to the starting line, the people in front of us said, hey, those are the winners. I saw this movie already. <laughs> and Adam said he didn't hear it, but I heard it, and it was the winner's effect. So the movie was ruined for me. Now, this movie ruins itself because the winners are supposed to be. Oh, I'm not even mentioning uh, Dean Martin. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Dean Martin here. Yeah. Now, we saw a movie with Dean Martin. Oh, uh, Kiss Me Stupid. Kiss Me Stupid. One of the. I love that film, Kiss Me Stupid. It was well done. Uh, it was the wife of Ray. Oh, Ray Walston. Well, Ray Walston was the hero, but he was the third choice, as you recall. They went through three other guys, two other guys, before <laughs> they finally settled on him. And you, know, what, you know what? Is this story interesting? Who were the two other guys? Was it David Koresh and the Unabomber? Was it uh, Charles <laughs> Ranson? And they uh, finally yeah. settled on. <laughs> Who was this? Who was the co-star in Grumpier Old Men in uh, the Odd Couple? 
Oh, Lemon or, or yeah, uh, Jack Lemon. Lemon. Jack Lemon's wife was the wife in that film. That oh. was a great film. The um, the one who pretended to be the wife was uh, from Jersey. She had her Jersey accent, and Dean Martin was trying to just you he didn't know, care. He was just ready to. Okay, here's a funny, funny joke, in which what's happening is Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds are trying to talk about. How can they win the cannonball? They've got to have some sort of car that is not a cop magnet. As a matter of fact, it should even be uh, to their advantage, you know, to get around the cops. What's happening now is he's going in to buy some beer. He's like, you stop here. I'm going to get some beer. So is this product placement in the movie? Is it Budweiser? Budweiser. It's Budweiser, but I don't think it's product placement. A lot of like, wasn't Smokey like kind of smuggling Coors beer from fucking that Colorado? That was product placement. It was Coors, yeah. But it was regional back then. That was the whole myth of Coors is that it was like you had to like bootleg it out of Colorado. Right. Drinking it, you know. That's exactly and, uh, right. Paul Newman loved it. Okay, now we have Roger Moore, but he's not James Bond. He's Seymour. Roger Moore. Yeah. And so this was eighty, and he still made a bunch of Bond movies after er, after this. Yes, yes. But he was including Moonraker. Yeah, oh, the classic Bond goes to outer space. Now this is his name is Seymour Goldfarb Jr., and this is his mother complaining that he's always pretending to be a spy, and he, Roger Moore is essentially going to say, "You know too much, mother," and he's going to try so to shoot these- him. Does he think he's Roger Moore, the character? No, he, I don't know. He pretends that he's the movie star all the time. That's funny. Put up audio because he goes, in my business. Uh, See the gun? Yeah. Under your pillow this morning, what is the meaning of this? The meaning, mother dear, is a quick death. Yeah, see? Well, wasn't he in both? No, listen, listen. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> All right, You see, in my business, even the cheapest family relationships aren't worth it. Savage, Martin. Do, do, do. Boo, boo. Zyka, mama. Bang! Where did I go wrong? Oh, no. I- he said yeah. it wasn't worth a farthing, and back then there wasn't yeah. the euro yet, and and that was a German penny essentially. Uh, okay, so now Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise, and they're the stars of our film, even though it's star-studded. They're again on another crazy vehicle, trying to Oops, figure out yeah. what's the best way to go across country. Crazy vehicle indeed. They're on a boat, and prior to that, they're on a boat, and prior to that, they were on a airplane. And prior to that, they were on a car. They're a race car, a race car. So they're racing themselves to the race. No, it's still not time for the race. They're trying to come up with what would be the best vehicle to not be a cop magnet and even evade the cops. <laughs> and they get an idea right now. Inside the ambulance. I wonder what yeah. it is. Now, let's, he's going to do his stupid laugh, so we should listen. I don't want to. Uh, he, 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 he. Right. How far is it to the hospital? Oh, about 10 miles. Oh, yeah? How long will it take to get there? About four or five minutes. 
you can smoke through traffic like shot through a gun in this thing. So that tells them, hey, they get an idea. We could be an ambulance. Uh-huh. And we could drive fast. Happens? There we go. Oh, there's the left. All right. Okay, so look, Burt Reynolds oh, no. is so in love with himself. Jackie Chan. You know, he yeah. thinks that that's so funny, and so does everyone around him, including the director. That laugh you do is great. Oh, you know, it sold tickets, that laugh. People just wanted to watch him laugh. <laughs> All right. So this is uh finally we get to Jackie. Yeah, yeah we should... there was a the financing. Uh, there was a Hong Kong uh, company called Golden Harvest Films. Sure. Twentieth Century Fox distributed, but the money was Golden Harvest Films. They agreed to do this if Jackie Chan could be in it. Oh yeah, well he was the main uh, title. He was the main star when they when they uh, showed it theatrically. He was on the poster and everything. Well, this was this is his only his second. Uh, Hollywood movie. We and did what's the funny, first one. We did the first one, the big brawl. That you weren't there that night. It was a, a, a special guest. Hatch was here. Ah, Hatch. I love him. The oh, big brawl. It's called. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a, a gangster movie with roller skating and him doing like, uh, you know, martial arts. It was terrific. That was it, it absolutely no sense. There was a big like old timey boxer at the end, and he had to fight him. Like it was. Uh, you know the ones with the mustache curls and they they box circular motion. Yeah, yeah. So what we're getting now is funny jokes that like everything's screwing up and the car isn't working and then it's malfunctioning. Okay, now we're gonna get Jamie Farr <laughs> from Mash TV's now, Mash. Right, but the thing is, this is all before our modern age of of post nine eleven. You know, so we're gonna uh -huh. get like. You, you can't believe he's saying, I spit in a thousand camel's eyes and all this stuff that's like, you. I don't think he would do it today. Oh, no. Well, yeah, you do. And then you'd be like, we're politically incorrect. <laughs> Cancel our culture. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's my voice for any time. Anyone who does that. I uh, just put on Facebook, cancelers should be canceled. Mind your business. You know, I read that. I'm, a, I'm upset, Carl. I didn't get my big reaction I was hoping for. I was hoping they would all <laughs> pile on me. You're like, nope. I wanted a million likes, and all you got was 500,000. Oh, I thought it was going to be fights, like angry, like yeah. Yeah. as if as if I was a uh, a boomer, you know, uh -huh. speaking my mind. Now she's famous, and I don't know who it is. I should yeah. know. Yeah. Well, well, welcome to us. Jamie Farr's character was in all three movies, including Speed Zone, and that's the reason yep. why Speed Zone is connected to these films. He won the second race in Cannibal Run 2, and then and Speed Zone, when we watched it, he yeah. was at the beginning at the party, and you're like, ah, here's previous year's winner. He's like, yeah. That's right. I'm dancing like an old-time boxer. Woo-hoo. Now, uh, this is Bert, Bert Convy. And he was like a game show host, and he was in also he was in semi tough, which I think was another Burt Reynolds. Another Burt Reynolds movie. The world according to Garp, the Shaggy DA. Oh, I love Shaggy DA. Yeah, and um, but he was also a games. What he is is here is like a multi million dollar millionaire 
today's world yeah. to be a billionaire. And here he is doing crazy things like parachuting with a motorcycle. And there's like people there like, ah, oh, hope that motorcycle doesn't hit me in the head. Check out that. It's Richard Branson, ladies and gentlemen. I opened up a Virgin Megastore. <laughs> Wait, Virgin, it's, it's, oh. yeah, Virgin. He's, that's a good, good parallel. That's what they're trying to do here. God, this movie has that. So here is definitely a promo. Hawaiian tropic, tropics is everywhere in this film. Now, this is Lock, Stock, and Barrel. It's like a, a motor-in kind of place, and it's where the real race, the first race ever actually started in New York City, but the other ones started in Connecticut at this place, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. And the guy who wrote this Al Needham, was right? his idea. Brock Yates is the guy who wrote it. This whole race was his idea. Uh, damn it. Look, oh, there's the Hawaiian Tropics models. There's now put up the, the sound because he stutters. Okay, Bradshaw. There he is. Now, this is a very successful football player, Terry Bradshaw. He yeah. is a commentator today, and he's always been the crazy one. And the other he's guy is Mel Tillis, who was a serious uh, country music singer. And when he sings, he does not stutter. Oh, but he does have a stutter? Oh, a oh. crazy stutter. Here's Vera oh. Fawcett. Oh, and she is be literally behind the camera this time. Ooh, ah. it was a turn. Oh, looking good, Carl. Nice hair. Now she loves trees, and they're making fun of tree hugger kind of liberal people here. Oh yeah. Uh, and he's um, uh, a lumberjack. <laughs> this guy is somehow he's part of some government organization, and he's going to go up there and rave against the car. And when he does, a car will crash into his little seat. <laughs> you're not ruining it. Listen, someone already ruined this movie for me, all right? 35 yeah. years ago. Right I in the beginning. Yeah. No, 38, nine years ago, sorry. Mm. Right? 29 years ago. My man, 29 years ago. Well, you know, The Cabal Run 2 is the last movie that had Frank Sinatra, Dino, and Sammy Davis Jr. in it. Which one? Cannibal 2 had those? Yeah, I've never seen these except for Speed Zone, which you made me watch. <laughs> well, Hal Needham is like, a, he's a famous stuntman, but he, to my eyes, he's one of the best directors out there. And in the early 80s, he made 10 films, most of them with Burt Reynolds, like the Stroker yeah. Face. Uh, right. Smoking the Bandits. And I think the third one, they even had him. I'm not sure if Needham directed it, but he was a Burt Reynolds stunt double during the 50s. But he wrote a book recently, he passed away, but about maybe 10 years ago, he wrote a book called My Life as a Stuntman and he explained how in the 50s, what he did as a stuntman, didn't really touch his directing, I guess, but he was uh. brought up on Carson, like as a stuntman and they talked to him like, that's the director of fucking Stroker A, show some respect to it. But they had like Johnny Carson, uh, uh, I guess it was archival, it was before the 80s, but he was like, yeah, uh, Let's get a stuntman out here. And it was Hal Needham. But his humor is really like just, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's dumb. But it's funny, but it's dumb. 
One of the things Hal Needham did was put bloopers in the closing credits. He did it for Smokey and the Bandit 2. And Jackie Chan says this inspired to do this at the end of most of his films. Yeah. Well, those those outtakes are the ones where he gets injured. Like he jumps through in between runs of, of a ladder and misses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he hits a fire escape. A woman becomes quadriplegic because of this film, Mike. It really happened. She was a, a German woman. She was a, a, a Olympic skier. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Uh, she was in one of the stunt cars blowing smoke so that it looks like it was on fire. And uh -huh. it was an Austin Martin, and it had faulty brakes and bad steering. And the Is it driver movie? that I'm not sure will watch uh, for it. But she yeah. becomes quadriplegic and she changes the industry because they have to get special insurance nowadays and they can, you know, they're very careful with the stunt people, all because she sued the pants off them. Star That's Trek Connection. Oh, all right. What was he in? He was the murderer in, in, in the original series. I forget the episode's name now. This guy's impersonating Nixon. It's supposed to be very funny. Burt Reynolds is loving it. Oh, yeah. He loves that, man. Now, this is where Burt gets it. So now our Star Trek connection is like, this man is hurt. You guys are ambulance drivers. And we know they're not, right? You guys are right. medics. And so Burt Reynolds is like, it's our day off. Yeah. You're asking me, Burt Reynolds, to work? Have you seen any of my last 30 films? <laughs> I haven't worked a day of my life. The late Burt Reynolds, God rest his soul. Listen, he did a good job in his films. He wasn't uh He's a star like he wasn't Bruce Willis three. walking through it. Yeah, well, at one point, Bruce just, you, the appeal of seeing Bruce Willis on, on screen kind of diminished, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is like Mad, 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 Mad World where they get... Uh, uh, Jim Backus is a uh, plane, and, and Rooney and uh, uh, Buddy Hackett. They're like, they needed a plane, so they wake him up at the country club, and he's drunk, and he flies the plane, and of course he's drunk, and the plane crashes. <laughs> Roadrunner. Feel free to sing the Roadrunner, but uh, Wile E. Coyote Show theme Catches song. Years. Yeah, but that's really, that's for the movie Wallflowers. Oh, right. <laughs> Daryl Hannah's the, not the mom, right? Not the mom. Right. Well, she says, you know. Beep, beep, <laughs> Listen, you're my mother. Oh. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Roadrunner. Ah! So this what? is the actual place, right? Yeah, this is the actual place in Connecticut where the, listen, I gotta say that. Let me talk about that. This guy, Brock uh, Yates, who wrote this he was a writer for car and driver magazine and he came up with the idea of the cannonball run in the real world um it was called uh well i'll tell you in a minute but he Sex, was the Sex one who said now it was from new york to la which makes more sense i don't know why it was connecticut that's deeper in connecticut to, is the tri-state area that's new york but if you're thinking east coast to west coast why start in connecticut which is on the East Coast. Uh, is the traffic different? Do they try, can't stand driving 55? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is that Route 80 
darts in, I, I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't New York to LA from then on, but it wasn't. He came up with the idea. It was named yeah. after Ernest Cannonball Baker, who drove across country in 1927 and made it in 60 hours. He wrote a book about it called Sunday Driver. Um, and he was going to make a film based on the book called The Cannonball. This was the name of the race originally. Cannonball Baker, Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. Oh, too long. Can't fit in the marquee. <laughs> 120 characters. That's the max. Okay. Now, the speech guy is really upset that the speech got interrupted. Uh, so he's trying, he's spying to find out who did it, and he uh -huh. finds out it's this cannonball run. So he makes it his mission to destroy the cannonball run. So, you know, there wasn't there a 70s movie called Cannonball, which is about a, 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 a state race like this? Yeah, there was Cannonball and there was the Gumball Rally, and they gumball were just, rally. yeah. And they were inspired by, they really weren't the Cannonball Run films. And then, of course, there's Death Race 2000, which is kind of just the acceleration of the, those uh, races. Which was with um, uh, Rocky Balboa. Right. And he hits a woman in it. He hits a woman in it. Well, he's a gangster. You know, he, his character hit the woman. You know, the oversized suit suit, and he's got the knives on his grill. Literally, knives on his grill as he drives through. That was heady times 20 years ago. It's mm -hmm. amazing that like 20 years ago, well, 40 years ago, it was Cannibal Run. And then in 2020, it was like, a 2000, it was like, you know, carnage. So these are the sexy sirens, these two. They're like yeah. super good racers, but they use their uh, uh, cherry. Their cleavage. Their cleavage, yeah. Did she twist the cherry stem in that scene? Yes. Their plot to get rid of the cops is every time there's a cop, they'll just sort of unzip their jumpsuit and their boobs will kind of be showing. And they're right. It were, at least in the script, all the cops let them go. That's probably why the script got made into the movie. They said, that's it. That's all we needed to read. Thank you. Thank you, Hal Needham. You know we need them. Now Burt Reynolds falls in love with Farrah Fawcett. Oh. Wait till uh, uh, Lonnie Anderson hears about that. Oh, uh, yeah. trouble at oh. These are like two posters in your bedroom having sex, girl. Remember you yeah. got your Burt Reynolds poster and your Farrah Fawcett poster? Now, Farrah Fawcett became famous because of her poster in which her nipples were showing. That was a real thing. In the, in the time in which that poster was out, they were bleeping uh charlie daniels band because they said bitch and right. they're leaping hall and oats right and right. radio was the popular radio not fm it was just a different time and i, I was a fan no song if i may mm -hmm. why you gotta be so rude i'm gonna marry that anyway really crude song from uh, charlie daniels I, I i was disappointed you know and i don't i don't encourage that song understood uh, well, I'm going to bury her anyway. I'm going to bury that girl. <laughs> bury her anyway. <laughs> no matter what you say. Okay, so 
now Farrah Fawcett is being a ditz and Burt Reynolds is being all coming on to her. And, <laughs> you know, the thing is, Farrah Fawcett just sort of looks like a normal girl. But in the day, she was this big sex starlet. So that's why they're – remember her in Logan's run? Yeah, she she's been had any art. Yeah. Thank goodness she was under 30 or psh, That would have been the end of Farrah Fawcett in that movie. She's from Corpus ah. Christi, Texas. Well, you know, the lighting and the Vaseline on the on the cameras, I'm sure Reynolds was jealous. <laughs> He's like, I want the backlighting. So now Burt Reynolds is like, get out of here, you bother me. Okay, so the ambulance must be staffed appropriately to fool any police officers who might pull them over. So they need a, uh, a, a doctor, right? And right. they haven't found one. And it's it's um uh it's Dom DeLuise's job to find one, and they need a beautiful girl to be the patient. Oh, Farrah Fawcett. Well, it will be Farrah Fawcett in the end, but we don't know that yet. They haven't found anyone. Is it? And they're looking for a doctor in the house. So they, how are they going to inquire about that? Well, um, the doctor that he had arranged flaked out or something. So he goes. Look for where, go to where doctors are, golf courses, right. country clubs. And he goes, should I check the hospital? He goes, mm, yeah, check a hospital too. I really feel like I heard Don DeLuise and Burt Reynolds. That's an excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, excellent impressions of, uh, I thought like he would say, is there a doctor in the house? Is what? But you actually gave me the right answer, which <laughs> I'll, I'll rework this joke. Why can't uh, I find this dude's name? I'm just gonna look at nope, nope, nope. Oh, this guy? Yeah. He had an early '80s suit, which is like, is it '70s or is it '80s? It's a three. Ah, George Firth. George Firth. George F U R T H Firth. He was in Blazing Saddles. He was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He was in Oh God. He, you know, he was in Man with Two Brains. He was in a million films, and he's always right. uptight, like. uh lawyer or you know um administrator he always right. plays this character he seems so frustrated when he plays him <laughs> perfect all right nothing's gonna go wrong with this motorcycle well the gag of this whole thing is that the guy in the back is fat and so as they go across country they're doing a wheelie unintentionally now that is some need of humor <laughs> I want to mention, Carl, I've also, uh, I recommend watching the DVD commentary by the late Hal Needham on uh -huh. Campbell Run, re recent release. It's really good. It's just as enjoyable as the movie. But one thing he says about Jackie Chan is that there's one scene where Jackie Chan is fighting stunt people, and he's like, yeah. you know, he, he's from Hong Kong, and he gets to fight with American uh, something, but the way he phrased it was, he gets to fight some round eyes. Have some <laughs> so that's on the commentary track. And again, mm -hmm. But, you know, and the one thing I never understood is, like, what country is Jackie Chan from? Is he, he's, China. Right. But Not this, Japan. Right, but in this movie, he's Japanese, right? Correct, correct. Or, or is he just happened to be in China and has an obsession with Japanese cars? No, no, he is Japanese in this film, and yeah. he's acting. But, yeah, I he's, mean... I could pretend to be a guy from France, right? I mean, it's not so right. well, terrible. Say, yeah, no, it's not. But I don't think people said, oh, Carl, help, help sounds French. You're hired, you know. Yeah, right. 
Sounds da, a little da, German da, da, to me. You know, you could take a famous theme song and just change a couple of notes and then it's, you know, your own song. So this movie milks it with their fake, like, uh, James Bond song. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Look at Luigi. He has another brother. <laughs> that's his so, brother, Carl. They don't talk about Carl. There's The joke is there's no Jack here. He's holding it up. Oh, thank God. Thanks, Carl. I was like, is there a joke in this movie? Boom. Dino. There is hardly a joke in this movie. It's really quite bad. Is that Mary Lou Henner? No. no now, the joke here is that uh, Dean Martin's a priest, but he's chatting up girls. Right. Put on the thing. Let's hear his stutter. Put on the sound. Oh, this is the joke where he uh, drinks beer on the road. <laughs> All right. I tell you, Mike, I swear to God, I wish you were Johnny on the spot. I tell you all the time, turn up the sound, turn up the sound. There's a funny part. Oh. And you're always lagged. You're always... We I'm not lagged. We I just have a different window open. That's all. The media radio studios has only, you know, a certain amount of... Dude, dude, next time I say, in another show in the future, next time I say, turn up the sound. I, I got it. I'm ready for you, man. We got the whole race coming. <laughs> Come on, so now the race will start, okay? And the guy's giving, uh, intro. like the 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 intro, right? And they're gonna and punch a ticket. Is that Brock himself? I came up with this shit. Fuck you, that's race two thousand. I'm not sure, but he does appear in this film, and so does Needham. I think we saw Needham at the bar. Listen, by the way, these guys, Needham and, and, and Brock, really did participate in the cannonball in an ambulance. Yeah, that's the famous story. That's, that's like the, the thing about this movie is that they did this. So this is where they finally introduce after 34 minutes of getting them there. You know, start this fucking race and then Yeah, them. it's a weird first act because you would think that after 10 minutes they'd be racing. Yeah, well, you know, or there's, like, one plot point where, like, a woman needs money for her baby's health or some shit like that. You right. Know? Or, like, something that kind of drives it along. But, you know, they all kind of have little episodes and then... But this is my favorite part where they introduce everybody. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, we've met everybody. We've met everybody, you know? It's a... It's... This film wasn't written by a... This film was written by a journalist. It wasn't written by a screenwriter, you know? Oh, because the story started here, and then it, it isn't like we should start the story. Look, and another thing, I try. I started to tell you this earlier. They, these guys are supposed to win the race. That's how a Hollywood movie goes. Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise are going right. to win the race. But the way this guy writes it is, they were about to win the race, and it got ruined. And somebody. But there's been comedies like that where you get to the end and something goes wrong, and they don't get it. They trip over something, or you know, a suitcase latch breaks open. Like you know. Yes, but the whole movie you've been set up for that. Like, will I ever win? You know, well, this is set us up that these guys are going to be the winners. Well, that raises a good question. Is there, are these type of films where they have to get they reveal the story at the end? Are they worth your while? If it's yeah. a one long ninety minutes car chase, yeah. Don't I just go to the end of the movie and see who wins? 
It's Listen, it script. is a proven formula from yeah. time immemorial, and it's not about movies. It's just about story. You do set, you foreshadow, you set up, you introduce the movie fart, you have the villain, you've got the, the love interest. All these things satisfy you as a viewer. And if you think, oh, you know, it's, 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 well, fine. You're going to have a movie that doesn't do it for people, you know? Right. Uh, I, it sucks, but this is real life. Uh, it, it's, I, I accept it. <laughs> this film won, was nominated for a Razzie and didn't even win that. <laughs> it, oh, it didn't win, huh? I was, 1981 was probably a golden year for Razzies. They were too busy. We're supporting actress Farrah Fawcett, but she lost to Diana Scarwood for the cult film mommy dearest now look i thought mommy dearest was a good film didn't you yeah oh i love that movie i remember seeing that on cable in the 80s going what the fuck this is great and you know like you know who joan crawford is and you know that book was big too like the yeah the so why did it win a razzie well because she's hamming it up that's you know it was just kind of this her portrayal was great but it was a hammy performance so uh, also no, the sensational no more wire hangers ever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said it. The critics hated this film. Ebert gave it a half a star. <laughs> he gave it half a thumb up, thumb down. He right, he gave it sideways. Right. Well, he cut half his thumb off in this movie. He said, "Fuck it." <laughs> Reynolds said, "I did this film for all the wrong reasons. I never liked it. I did it to help out a friend of mine, Hal Needham." And I felt it was felt it was immoral to turn down that kind of money. I really think I sold out, so I can't object to what people say about me. Right. For something he objects, the end credits consist of his fucking outtakes. And then <laughs> at the end of the movie, it's the sound of his farts. So for him for uh uh being victimized by this film. Yeah. But you know, I guess he didn't have a choice about the uh uh outtakes. The, the How Needham commentary track, he says, like, the cast and crew would drink and watch the dailies afterwards. So they all, like, have, like, scotch or whatever. So, you know, he's a hard drinking. Like, this guy's, like, you know, old school, not in a good way, I guess, but in the old Clint Eastwood, Grand Trino type of old school. You, you know, know, Dean like, Martin was drinking. Yeah, I know. He, he looks terrible after all those drinks in the 80s. This was this and Cannonball Run Two were his final films. <coughs> yeah, he uh, you know his uh, roasts are available on uh, I believe Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. You can find his roast. So if not, try <coughs> TV. And I, I've been watching the Friars Roast uh, TV show from the sponsored by Kraft from the live from the Kraft Music Hall in 1972, mm -hmm. by Johnny Carson, and it was called the Fire Club's Roast, and it's just you know terrible. Um, these two, and this whole movie sucks, okay, and it's not funny, yeah. but these two sometimes have funny lines. And I'm going to tell you to turn the sound up. All right. No, no, not now. Uh, Boy, we are kidding. not on the same wavelength. I've known you since 80. Okay, all right, here you go. What? What? We're, of course, we're on the same sentence. Yeah, as you just said, what? I don't get it. 
All right, here they go. They're all boozy. That's the thing. Their drug of choice is booze in this movie. No getting high. Listen, you're 100% rock, uh, right. Brock Yates, this guy on the right here, that is him. That is him. Well, that figures as much because yeah. uh, they didn't hire him for an acting uh, job. The race organizer who lays down the rules at starting time. Brock and Timmy, baby. What's Brock short for? Brocklin? Brocklin? Yeah, what is sh Brock short for? Brocklin. Uh, Brocklin, New York? Yeah, yeah Brocklin, New York. You know, I don't even Brock of Ages. Brock of Ages. It, it reminds me of Pokemon, right? There's Brock in Pokemon. There is a Brock of Pokemon. You are right. You're accurate. Oh, these guys, what clowns. What clowns they are. They're so funny. Now, he I got a doctor. It. Now, yeah. this is pretty funny just because the actor, his name is Jack Elm, is pretty weird looking. He's a, I'm honored, sir. I know. I, I remember him from watching him in the theater. He's great. He's a, he's a Western guy, right? I mean, that's like. Yeah, most of what he did was Westerns. He is Dr. Nicholas Van Helsing. Ooh, Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. He hates that Dracula. Don't we saw a great Dracula. Van Helsing film, remember? Yeah. Known for his numerous roles as villains in Western film, later in his career, comedies, sometimes spoofing his villainous image. Uh, his, his most distinguishing physical quality was, guess, his misaligned eye. Didn't even notice. Support your local sheriff, High Noon, Once seen, Upon a Time in the West. Seen that. Maybe. It's a three-hour movie. I might have not seen that one. Mm. What's up with the West, I think? What's Is that like Once Upon a Time in Venice with, uh, with Bruce Willis? Yeah, he's, well, he's a good in this movie. Like, you know, see, he's like a human cookie monster. It's funny how Westerns were huge on TV. Yeah. And then it translated into movies in the 50s. And then in the 60s, well, not gun smoke and stuff, but eventually, by the 70s, it died. It used like, to be, you would turn, turn on the TV, not that we were alive for it, but you would turn on right. the TV and it would be a Western. I mean, the 430 movie would show Western Week movies, you know, and uh, TCM would always have like Western, 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 Western. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was the 50s where they had the Westerns. But, you know, like the 60s, there was those gorgeous Italian films where uh, they just yes. took the films of Western and cranked them out. And even the movie that kind of started the 3D craze in the 80s, you know, there was it was uh, Coming At You, which we've we done on the show, Carl. That was another guest. Wasn't that, uh, it was our, actually, early one. But it was a spaghetti western that they released in 1981 in America with 3D effects, and it was a mm -hmm. hit. So like a, a spaghetti western in 1981 was released. Wow! But you don't see those type of films anymore. You know, there's a lot okay. of good westerns out there. Now Farrah Fawcett will get kidnapped. Oh, help me! I, I gotta get out of here. This guy's a creep. No, no. It's please help him. He we had an accident, so he goes. Sure, hop in. You get in the back. Oh, I see. Hit it! Whoa, that was even worse shape. 
Yeah, that should fuck him up. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is touching Farrah Fawcett's butt right now. I know. He thinks he's back at the trailer. It's good to be a star. Well, it's for the camera girl. The character is touching her butt. Her sure, sure. I can't believe this movie is on YouTube. This is like a big deal movie. Yeah, this is a big deal movie. And I too, I think it's because, I mean, it's a big deal in terms of how much money it made and how, what stars are in it. But it's not a big deal in terms of a movie. It's, it's not funny and <laughs> it breaks all the rules. And yeah, it, it does. Uh, there's nothing going on. I mean, the thing is like, there's a movie called The Strangers, I guess. It's a movie where these house intruders come and for 90 minutes, they... They stop these people, and you just, I fast forward to the end, I go, did they kill him at the end or not? <laughs> is there a survivor or not? And these race movies, it's like, are they going to win? Is Dom and uh, Louis going to win or not? Just just tell me now. But Cannonball Run doesn't think so. It thinks it's hilarious. All the actors in it think that it's comedy gold. This is a little yeah. funny. She's like, what? She's like, help me, doctor. And then she goes, never mind. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> Do you think uh, car chases are funny and car crashes are funny? Do you like go, whoa, this is great writing. This is a great comedy. Goes, Why tell that damage? Well, you know, car chases are to thrill, right? Like, yeah. so it's at a point in which it better be good. It better be bullet, you know? Oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's yeah. one point in which the Blues Brothers... What, you know, knew that, and so they went crazy and did. Remember, there's a million crashes, sure. and by the way, this is very racist, and I'm very mad at it. Every time you see Jackie Chan, you hear. Oh, uh -oh they got pulled yeah. over. They're gonna lose Carl. Carly's uh, If only they had an ace up their blouse. Oh, you know me for Swamp Thing. You know, Swamp Thing? Yes, ma'am, I do know the Swamp Thing. And, return, and on the lesser extent, I also know Return to the Swamp Thing. Now look, she got unzipped. When did that happen? Uh, she's good. A minute ago, she was zipped. Oh, now she's zipped up again. Well, now she's zipped are. down. You know what? That was a continuity error that the internet didn't tell me about. Wow, that's good, Carl. You found it on your own. You are the internet. Yeah, why was I looking there? You are the Matrix now. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, Carl, this is the first time you noticed it. How many times did you watch this movie for research on uh, today's show? Well, this is the fifth time I've seen this film. It's because I was getting ready for us to watch it, remember? Yeah. And then well, like a week passed, or two... We we have to have this movie, so we want to thank our listeners because this is a special show. We made sure that Cannibal Run is on here. Yeah, and God bless when Cannibal Run Two hits the YouTube, we're are on it. So really, we are. Of course, <laughs> I never seen that one. I don't think I've seen, ever seen Native sequels. You know, like Smoking the Bandit Two had an elephant. I have no idea. I don't know why I never. Saw I didn't it. see Smoking the Bandit Two, and we did see Speed Zone. Yeah. Uh, well, there was uh, Stroker Race, which I like. That had, Stroker uh, Ace, you like that one? He jumps out the window, and I didn't think that was a good film. Well, it has that well, Dolly guy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? What's yeah. It's Slim Pickens. No, no not, not Slim Pickens. The guy from uh, Andy uh, Griffin, and then he was a private. 
Yeah, Bomer Pyle. It's um, Bomer Pyle. Yeah, but his name is um, uh, Jim Davis. No, no, that's the Garfield guy. Remember, he was an operatic singer, and he would blow everyone away. Like you expect him to go golly, and then he start going. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I love it. It's just like Charo, right? I was really angry when he did that, Carl, and I was like, Pyle. I don't know. Um, I lost control. Uh, Charo would be a coochie, coochie, coochie girl, and then she would play that guitar like a yeah. master. Well, we saw her in uh, Concord Airport seventy nine. That's right, Airport, Airport seventy nine. Wait, what? No, Concord eighty. No, it was seventy nine. It was yeah. every out here. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that was the film that was so bad, people were laughing at it in the theater. And so they made a, a trailer that made uh-huh. it look like a comedy, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the, uh, the uh, TSA was pissed about that. They were like, this just fucks up everything. You know, you should at least contact us. Okay, oh. so they've, they've gotten pulled over. So now it's time for their ploy to work, that they're an ambulance and they're rushing, right? Right. But it's like, you have Connecticut plates. How can you... By the way, they're in New Jersey, which doesn't make sense. If you think about where is Connecticut, where is California, they shouldn't go through New Jersey. It's a shortcut. They're going to take a a right eventually, or they're going to take a left and then uh, keep going. The way to California is Route 80 until you get around Vegas. Uh, No, not Vegas. You... hmm. I'm not oh, yeah. sure where you would do it. Maybe around Chicago area, but then you got to go southern to to Los Angeles. Jersey should not be part of their route. But right. I could be wrong because the guy who wrote this knew the knew the 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 way. So th- it's turning out that their ploy is working. They're explaining that they've got to get her to Los Angeles uh, UCLA <laughs> Hospital because she has cysts or something and she can't go in a plane she you know because it's not pressurized up to ten thousand feet or some it's working their little their little lie is working we're yeah. an ambulance it's elaborate a lot of time they wasted on these cops i'm sorry they need to close their mouths and uh, say bullshit on this <laughs> well, i guess the story is true well let's think it over is it then true? they start saying like the senator's wife must get to Los Angeles, and now they're like, "Oh, the senator's wife." You know what I mean? They like back off. Oh, are they holding hands and they get crossed out? He goes, "We're very close." <laughs> that's the voice of Munchie. Yeah, that's the oh. voice of Munchie. And Munchie was pretty recent to our audience. They might remember Dom DeLuise from Munchie. Oh, how can you forget? How, how can you unsee that? Or hear that? Unhear that? Hiya, pal. Hey, you're a lonely white kid. I got your pizza and prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a good friend, Mario Gentile. He's a pretty successful comic here in sure. Jersey. Yeah. He's not an open micer. He's like a comic. Yeah, he's a he does, he sounds just like Tom Louise. He calls me on the phone. He goes, hiya, pal. And I'm like, hey, Mario. 
don't like this shot. This guy in the phone booth with the rest of the screen there. Now, this is actually, I mean, this movie sucks, okay, but this is actually a pretty funny scene. We don't have to hear the audio because it's visual. He's, he's, <laughs> we are not on the same wavelength. But he's got to get to uh, an airplane in two minutes, and you see what who, he's parked. And so he's like, excuse me, madam, madam. And she goes, I'm not a madam. I'm a respectable woman. Oh, yeah, that's an insult. It is pretty oh. funny that he's like, what up? This is my biggest fear nowadays, being stuck in a phone booth after using a payphone. Yeah, right. That yeah. happened. Uh, so it's some housewife. <laughs> yeah, I pushed his nose against it. I mean, that's Al Needham saying, look, it's got to be funnier. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you put your nose? And then can you climb underneath the phone booth? Thanks, 45-year-old actor, a three-piece suit. Okay, now every time we see Roger Moore, uh -huh. it'll be a different woman he's, he's in the car with. Good, wow, good God. He just calls an escort service. Yeah, I guess. One of them will be Bianca Jagger, as you know. Yes, um, very excited. And, Wife of Mick Jagger, I believe. Uh, yeah, and this one, this one is a famous model whose name I should know. Because I'm supposed to do the research. But is it like this? she's going to hit the ejector seat or something like that? Right. He he. Th see, the thing is, they don't do it. He, she was about to push the lighter, which is the ejector seat, and she uh, he stopped her. Lois Hamilton is her named her name, and she was a very famous model at the time. Gotcha. Oh, from Star Wars, most. Uh... Lois, Lois Hamilton. That's her oh, name, not Mo Moist Isley. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misheard you. Where you'll never find a more treacherous hive of scum and villainy. I think I said it right. Yeah, I think you did it. Congratulations. It only took you 40 years. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, they should have made that Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, stop making them. I think the last film should have been Star Wars, Cannibal Run. <laughs> Star yeah, Wars style. Speed Zone, like Star Zone. Yeah, Star Zone. No, but Star Wars was an excellent movie, and Empire Strikes Back was just as good. And that was it. The oh, other yeah, movies were terrible. Now, the Disney ones have clout, but they're different. They're... they're They're, well, no, they're terrible. They're just faceless. I mean, like, the the prequels were uh, just kind of like, they were literally hopping on platforms. They were just video games. I mean, they were race yeah. car races and video and Right. And then now this the one was just like two and a half hours of just noise. Yeah. I have spoken. Good. And Jar Jar Banks was a stupid character. The whole thing was dumb. Now, the third prequel... When uh -huh. he becomes Darth Vader, that was the yeah. only one that was kind of close to being a movie, you know? I yeah, mean, Palpatine that, seduces him and... Well, that should have been one movie, that whole trajectory. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Here we are talking about Star Wars over Cannibal Run. Right, right. Good point, good point. Let me tell you something interesting. 
in March 79, Yates formed one of the 46 teams, 46 teams wow. with director Hal Needham to complete 150 mile per hour van converted into an ambulance with LA doctor Lyle Royer and Brock's second wife, Pamela Reynolds, riding huh. as the patient in the gurney. The ambulance never made it to the finish line. The transmission gave out 50 miles short. That's a long space away. Yeah. Oh, look at these priests. Sammy. See, th if this movie came out in the 60s, it would be Sammy and Dino as priests racing around, and it would be like maybe Peter Lawford would show up. <laughs> it would be, you know, so it's always good to see them in the, in the movies. You know, it's funny how everyone fawns over Farrah Fawcett. I mean, now that we're not, you know, we're distanced from time and she's not the sexy starlet, right? Yeah. She, she's fine. She's pretty and everything, but she's oh, yeah, not yeah. Marilyn Monroe at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Huh? What's her Who's name? People? She's in the Avengers uh, as Black Widow. Oh, uh, Natalie Portman. No, right, Scarlett Johansson. Okay, I get now, the two mixed up, apparently. That, she earns her rep as the most beautiful, you know, I don't know. Time has right. passed and Farrah Fawcett, she doesn't have legs. She's not holding up. All right, I'll have to break the news to her when I go home tonight. Uh, she's dead. What? <laughs> oh, dead? Well, all right, never mind. <laughs> yep, 14 days of filming to keep the actors schedule and they threw five million dollars at him plus a percentage of the profits but for bert bert got a profit from well fuck yeah this movie was a smash yeah it was now it superman in 1981 superman beat it for opening weekend and for the year of 81 it yeah. came in sixth highest grossing six no. but still it made a ton of money now, E.T. the Extraterrestrial was in 1982, so this is, like, right before the biggest movie ever. Well, yeah, this year, Raiders of the Lost Ark wow. was out. That's a big movie. Yeah, there were big movies in 81. Uh, oh, I have a list you, somewhere. Did you ever see a Hal Needham movie called Megaforce? I've it's heard like, of it. No, I never saw it. Yeah, it's good. It's really cheesy effects, but it's like a future A-team. Oh. Yeah. Look, St. Louis, you see? And yeah. I said, oh, gonna order some fries. Right back. Because of the arch. That's the silver arch. I prefer the golden arches. Yeah, that's right. That was a single arch. Yeah. And they just have regular fries. Well, they were going to put another one, but they felt it was too arch. <laughs> that's just too arch. Too arch. That, that thing is supposed to affect the weather, that arch. Oh, really? Well, that's what my middle son, Scott, tells me. He tells me there's a big controversy <laughs> and scandal and a conspiracy about it. It controls the weather in Missouri. If you go up there and you yell at it, the wind will bring it up, and then the echo will be like, fuck you, buddy. Oh, the yards. I'll do what I want. <laughs> Weird. How much is gas in 1980? Oh, good question. Here's our same old joke. He's so fat that he's... Uh, the the motorcycle's doing a wheelie. Now, was there a promotion with 7-Eleven? Like, could you get glasses of the Campbell Run with their commemorative glasses? You know how they always have, like, those horrible stickers right. on Right, yeah, commemorative. Commemorative. Yes, let's commemorate the release Look. of Campbell Run. 
Look now he starts singing that Dr. Pepper song. I know. They think oh. they're so funny. They think they're so funny. <laughs> well, for, you uh, missed it. You missed it. I was. I was. There it is. Dr. Pepper. Okay, now. The. Uh, D Dino and uh, Sammy Davis uh, pulled them over to bless uh, to bless the ambulance, and when they did, he, they gave him a flat tire. So now they're going to get payback. He's telling the cops that they're like flashers who dress up as priests. So are they talking Chinese right here, Mandarin? Uh, they're talking Japanese. Poor Jackie, he couldn't really get get a break in America. What are you talking about? He's a huge star in America. Yeah, but this movie was 1981. He was a huge mm -hmm. star, you know. In uh, 1980, the big brawl was his like American. What uh, was the film with um, uh, the black guy who's very funny, but his bit is he doesn't shut up? Uh, oh, uh, there was several of them. That yes. made him a star. That made him a huge star. That guy's name is Chris Tucker. Rush Hour 1, Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3. You are fat, pretty hot and tempting. Yeah, Rush Hour, that's it. Yeah. That that made Jackie Chan a big star. And also, like, uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein's company, Miramax, was re-releasing uh, two Dimension Films, his, like, films from the 90s. Uh -huh. Because that kind of took off. People had video cassettes, and they would go rent them, and they'd be like, hey, have you seen these Hong Kong action films that were coming Right. Out? And this guy does his own stunts, and the end credits are all his bloody, you know, so you watch a bunch of his films. Uh, so, okay, turn up the sound now. Hang on. Oh, I, I just, I hit something else. You gotta pause it, Carl. I you hit idiot. that Campbell runs. Good. You idiot. Oh, hang on a second. We really, I'm at 44 or 48. don't know what to do with you, Mike. What, where are you? Uh, I have to find out now. Um. Ah, we missed it. We missed it. Mm. I'm listen. By the way, uh, audience, I am uh, interviewing for a co-host. Um, <laughs> I'm at one hour and two minutes and okay. 51, 52, 53. Really like All right, I'm almost there. You want me to pause and you? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. You tell me when you're at 103.02 and count me up, Mike. All right, 103.02. We lost a lot of It's going to be a three, two, one, go. Okay. Hey, listen, if the transmission does hold together, you think we're going to be able to blow up? I'm afraid to look at your screen. Okay, so now we learned that there's a roadblock ahead, okay? And, they, you know, there's no way they're going to get through it. So Ooh. Burt Reynolds gets this great idea. We'll piggyback on the back is, of a truck. Is he, is he on a CB and is he talking CB shit? He's like, hey, 10-4, good buddy. This is smoking. We, we got you a smoky. Uh, just the lightest little bit. Bandit. Okay, that plate is from the James Bond movies. It's um, Golden... Uh, golden I have it. I'm not oh. sure which two. I have it here. The Man with the Golden Arm? It might be The Fly Who Bugged Me. 
<laughs> That's their joke in this movie. Yeah. That's a real joke in this movie? Yeah. Someone put that in a screenplay and got paid for it? Yeah, <laughs> Bianca Jagger goes, oh my goodness, it's so hot. And he goes, I don't know. When I was in Cairo shooting the fly who bugged me, it was 130 in the shade. The fly who bugged me. <laughs> oh man. That's how the Peabody, that's how they won the Peabody Award. <laughs> and the winner of the Polar Surprise for 1981 goes to Hal Nita with the custom crew of the Cannibal Run. Okay, now this is a syrupy sweet sickening moment uh -huh. between these two in which Burt Reynolds is like, I really like talking to you. That's sweet. You're sweet as sugar. I am. She does have this funny bit. She goes, I love trees. She goes, I love laying under trees and just bawling all night. She said it to the uptight guy, right? Right. And then she's in the bar in Connecticut um, with Burt Reynolds. And she goes, I love trees. My favorite thing about trees is, and she's going to drop the line. And that's when Don DeLuise goes up and goes, Gigi, Gigi, I found a doctor, you know. All right. Yeah. So then Burt well, Reynolds is like, what were you saying? And she goes, I was saying that. I love to lay under a tree all night long, and and then he gets interrupted again. I would say there's about him. five or six funny things in this film. Well, the doctor is funny. Uh, yeah, Adrian Bobo and her friend are funny. Uh, no. Terry Terry Bradshaw and Mel Tillis are funny. Yes. Uh, and then, well, they they shot their wad in the beginning of the film. You can't top driving your car into a swimming pool. <laughs> Not only that, did you notice in that scene when they drive their car into the swimming pool, there's like a bikini girl in the in the swimming pool, like hanging out by the ladder, like <laughs> it's like what the fuck, man? That guy they drove the fucking car in the pool. Get the fuck out of the pool. Yeah, right. Call nine one one. See if you're like you know active. Okay, turn it up for a second and listen to his stupid, stupid dialogue. I'm a, I'm a second off, but so sue me. We're talking to you, you know. I think it's really nice. Brock, write some better romance. Uh, okay, here, listen to his stutter. We're just looking for a pack of cigarettes. With a North Carolina plates, you're driving all the way to Missouri for cigarettes? How about a beer? How about the fact that your paint job is coming off? You want to take these guys away? The good guys strike okay, back. Okay, now yeah. we get uh, like a... Um, okay, Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise get away with it. They get through. And the, there's going to be like a car crash and an explosion that's way too big. And the car goes into the river. And I guess we're supposed to think this is funny. That's what I'm saying. It's such a big production and it really happened. Isn't it like Buster Keaton and uh, uh, old Stoneface and Harold Lloyd and uh, Charlie Chaplin and all, you know, and all this shit hits them. Like you watch the Harold Lloyd and like fucking trains are going at them, houses are falling yeah, out. Well, back then it had to all be real, but here they had some serious money on. Okay, here it comes. All right. Way too big an explosion. It doesn't make sense. A car wouldn't do that. It's not a bomb. <laughs> this movie was until 
<laughs> but it wasn't. It made its money. What was that Nicholas Cage Martin Scorsese movie where they're EMT drivers? Oh, I love that one. Into yeah. the Night, Heat of the Night. Uh, no, you're thinking of Into the Night. Into the Night. It was. It was like Edge of the Night. End of the Night or Days of End. I love this one scene in which they go and save. There, there's, there's two twins. One of them dies and one of them lives, and so. Uh, he's really really upset that he lost the child the kid so he gets into the ambulance they're about to go out and the other guy's like smoking a cigar and smiling and and uh he's like don't give me that look he goes what look like we just saved a baby we did we lost the baby i remember that that was fucking sick (laughs) it was a great (laughs) film good film this so this the only scene I remember with Jackie Chan in this film is that he when he watches uh, behind the green door porno movie. It's, um, that was in the car. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, are those burritos? What the fuck? It's uh, Jamie Farr. If you turn up the sound, you'll hear his order. Oh please, don't make me do that. I'm not even on. All right, give me a second. You got it. Here's the sound. Six seventy-five. Here, my desert blossom. We missed it. He's talking right now. No, but he was, you said, what did they order? And he goes like, three Lamburgers, one couscous, eight shish kebab. He he, he lists all these Arabic. Wow. Look at her lips. Her lips, oh, it's, we've missed it. But um, he says he'll come back for her. Okay. Well, let's, let's listen to the lips. I don't know how to ask you this. This is oh, a horrible uh, Brock Yates dialogue in which, uh, you know, Dom DeLuise gets close to uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett. And I, I remember this scene. This is where this movie gets really close to, off, to go off the rails because he's like, oh, I have a split personality, you know. Well, that's uh, Captain Chaos. He Captain Chaos. But see, like, it's introduced in the beginning of the film. We saw Captain Chaos, right? Right in the beginning, yes. But it's still, the ending is such a weird cop-out when he suddenly turns into fucking Captain Chaos. Like, maybe he truly is Chaos, you know? Well, uh, that's how, the joke of it, it's sort of like the movie part. In the beginning, we learn about Captain Chaos, we see him, and then in the end, it's Captain Chaos who helps them win the race. They zoom past all the other cars, of course, they don't win the race, but you see what I'm saying. Spoiler, and yeah. I bet you that Brock Yates thought he was super, super clever. Like, it's a great, you know, and then in the end, it's Captain Chaos who makes them win. But then they don't win. I don't know. I wish I could speak with, uh, actually, if Brock Yates was here, I'd be very polite. And I would say, I enjoyed it. Mr. Yates, what a pleasure. That I'm so glad and honored that your movie is playing for free on YouTube. What an effort to write this whole thing. And you created the race yourself. Boy, was I impressed. Above, above. Tell us the story about how you needed a car that would please, please. So you got an ambulance. And that's oh. actually you in there. I'd love to hear that story. Oh, you inspired two sequels. And yeah, the biggest grossing, the sixth biggest grossing. El Paso. Yeah, and they pass it. They El Paso it. 
I think the joke here, and I never caught it, even though I'm watching this film, you know, repeatedly, is that they they thought they were doing great, but they went the wrong way. Ding a ding a ding 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 ding, and they had the U-turn. Oh, let's listen to some of the music so we can get some context. Oh, wrong time. Sorry. Okay, now this is actually a little bit funny, but not a lot funny. She's like, I got this one. Nice. Because they've been fooling every cop. Right. Oh, no! It's Valerie! Valerie from Too Close for Comfort? That's right. No, it's Valerie Perrine. What's her? Yeah, Val... She was in Superman, remember? Miss oh, Tuffbucker! Yeah. We she was in another film we did. Alright. But she's not a lesbian? Oh, she was in Mr. Billions. That was it. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, she was not That's a me. lesbian. So there's a different girl right now in his car. Let's hear this music. I'd rather not be such a bore talking to those chaps. Oh my God! Really, fourteen days, Carl? It's, it's hard to believe that they shot this in one take. Uh, no, that was Burt Reynolds' version. Oh. Uh, other people, you know, it wasn't all shot in sequence. Hey, look, look, look! Okay, Aston Martin has smoke in it. This could be the scene in which it happened. Oh, it's fair. yeah, that's unintentional. It was a collision with another car. So, yeah, it's an Aston Martin. This could be it. Um, yeah, this this is probably it. it this made a paraplegic. Um, Twenty-four-year-old yeah. German-American stunt woman Heidi von Belts, a former championship skier. This, this is the scene. This is a death scene right here. We're watching a snuff movie, Carl. Injured in the car crash during production of the film. Jim and driven by Jimmy Nickerson weaving between oncoming vehicles. Smoke machine, give the impression that the... Oh, here's your porno you were talking about. I like this, yeah. What's behind the green door? Green door, there's a grand piano and it's playing behind the green door. This is a San Francisco porn movie. She goes to like a... Uh, uh, this famous theater in the theater. Uh, these, these Krubby brothers run this... Uh, Porn theater in San Francisco, and it was uh-huh. actually like a Emilio Estevez movie. Oh, uh, with Charlie Sheen, they were the brothers. One killed him, the other one. And I just, I'm just killing time because I don't remember the name. Were they it. garbage collectors? No, that's Men at Work. This is based oh. on a true story. Well, that's Peter Men at Work was based on a true story too. I think that back. Mitchell Brothers, that's the name. So mm-hmm. the Mitchell Brothers had a theater, and they shot the porn movie in there, and. They are the, the heroes. They tell this guy, like, they're in the movie. They go into a diner. This guy's eating uh, scrambled eggs. He's like, you won't believe the sex orgy show we saw last night. <laughs> it was incredible. It was also behind the green door. <laughs> oh, what happened? I'll keep eating your scrambled eggs, and I'll tell you. She was blowing this guy. Oh, some more. That was rude for them to talk about sex with a guy who was eating scrambled eggs. Why? Because sex is so gross that they'll throw up? I don't get that. You talk you, about you, bathroom stuff when you're eating, it's hard. You talk about you, sex and it's... You could eat while someone explicitly tells you about sex? Yes. 
I don't know. I'm a little awkward about that. I'm too well, shy. Thing, okay, this is a famous scene in which they will jump over a train. And I don't know why it's such a famous scene, but it is. All right. Well, because does Waylon Jennings interrupt it? The, the, uh -oh. the jump is not so exciting, but the internet Ooh. went crazy about it. What? Well, here it comes. Wee. That's supposed to be a huge stunt for its day. I'm telling you, Hal Neenan was like the stuntman stuntman. Yeah. He is a connoisseur of stuntmanery. Yeah, well, I wonder how he felt about that quadriplegic. I mean, that is tragic. And she was a championship skier. And she died in 2015. That's a long time to be a quadriplegic. And also, this guy's feelings. So he's overweight. You don't have to rub it in every time he drives by. <laughs> I guess they thought that was funny. Well, no, you're right. Like, uh, she, uh, you know, you mentioned Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers 2000, someone got injured in a car chasing. They had like a giant collision crash scene at the end. I think she got hurt. You brought up uh, the injury in uh, um, uh, Quentin Tarantino and the actress. Uh, I love that oh, actress. Uma, Uma Thurman, yeah. yeah. At the end of Kill Bill 2, which is so crazy because it's like two hours of the movie and it's not a memorable scene other than the fact that she got seriously injured. No one's, she got yep. a, an injury from it. Yeah. He made her do this stunt where she hits a tree. Now, this is, this scene is pretty good because it's, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. Oh, wow. It's cool. They can't, none of them can get up the hill. It's just too steep. And you saw all the racers going down. Right. But Jackie Chan's Japanese car has a secret weapon. It's a rocket. <laughs> How secret is it? Look at the panel. It says rocket control system. <laughs> Now, look, they don't have a shoulder belt, just a lap belt. Nice. Well, it is still kind of early. Still now, watch this stunt. Look, it really, maybe it's being held by a chopper. It's really up there. And so it's, you're saying it's not held by a chopper. They really I, I don't know. It looks like it might be. If only I listened to the commentary track from the director, I would have an answer for you. <laughs> which you have listened to okay here's the worst scene of the film it's the dumbest scene ever um there's a uh, uh a fight going on uh that that uh tattletales host is getting hassled by peter fonda for comedy and everyone goes for inexplicable reason to help it, it makes no sense like they wouldn't do it but but that's what uh that's what Brock Yates wrote. It's too bad we missed that thing before because the cop yelled at Sammy James Davis Jr. and he goes, he goes, be quiet, shorty. And Sammy Davis Jr. looks at uh, Dino and he's like, why did he call me shorty? And Dino goes, because you're small. Oh, yeah, well, that is some classic M all. Yeah, but he did it so well. Oh, and I got you. Junior took it. He goes, am I? Well, um, it's I so off the cuff. That's why this movie is a classic, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, great film. It's spontaneity of this movie. Um, I want you to know, I just want to give credit to those guys who jumped over the train, the flat car. It's yeah. Rick Avalis and Alfie Wise. Rick, I believe I can fly. 
Rick all the least I can touch the sky. <laughs> oh my god, he's like, yeah. Now these characters. Everyone is stuck. Now Straight. Captain Chaos will make an appearance in this scene. Oh, and the movie just goes down south. Yeah. Like I said, Tattletale's host is getting hassled by Peter Fonda, who's playing the part he played in Easy Rider. And oh, he, was he Captain America or the kid? He's Captain America, man. I'm Billy. And that guy is Captain America. We're going to go drive across America. Sure, yeah. we got cocaine in the gas tank, but we're good guys and we're exploring America. People hassle us. Maybe it's because we get to have cocaine in our motorcycles. And no, we're it's Crank. It was Crank. It was Crystal Meth. Oh, it was Crystal. Yeah, right. It's some Betty dust. You like Betty's? This is a dust form. They call it Molly. <laughs> hey, listen, we're just an easy rider. We just want to explore America, hang out at a commune, take some acid, and freak out at New Orleans uh, uh, Cemetery. You know the usual. For Tommy. Now, my research has again failed us because right there to the right of Peter Fond is a very famous guy. Baldy guy? Baldy guy. He was one of the, you know, back in 81, people weren't bald like that. That wasn't until the basketball player did it. And, what, if, uh, what about uh, the guy from Hill's Got Eyes? You know what I'm talking about? He, was, he had a bald head and weird crooked ears. You might have a bald head and weird crooked, crooked ears, but the thing is, you and I sitting here in 2020 look at him and he doesn't look weird to us. Yeah. People in 1981, he looked like a freak. You know, you just didn't do that. He's definitely out there. He deserves to be in this movie. We haven't put any of the audio on uh, Dino, Dino and Sammy. We've tried. Oh, yeah, Dino. I keep rubbing it in. I'm sorry. Okay, here ah. he's in trouble, and for some inexplicable reason, people will go help him. There goes Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Total ripoff of Captain Caveman. Come on. He's just missing a club. That now look. Why should they all go and help this guy? Why do they all go and get involved in the fight? Oh, my God. Now. Yeah, this is where Hal Nina made that comment. Well, around. Yeah. Um, this scene is just to give Jackie, Jackie Chan some. Uh, Reason to be in there. Yeah. Now, Roger well, Moore is a good sport in this because he. You see, that's not very James Bond, right? To lose. In, yeah. He was in Road Trip, too. I think, like, you know, once you're a Bond man, you can tweak your image a bit. No, I think I'm Roger Moore. I'm thinking of Roger Moore. Oh, he is Roger Moore. He is Roger Moore. Yeah. Unlike Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery kind of was able to do other roles. Besides, look, Budweiser again. Maybe it is product placement. Well, or it was a coincidence that some place had a giant Budweiser sign. Oh, another Budweiser sign. What a coincidence. Oh, my God, it's Liberty. It's Captain Chaos Captain doing Chaos. all sorts of hero stuff. Ridiculous. All right, Bert. Oh, I can't believe you punched Dino. Take yeah, I know. Place. How's this for a roast? Wow, Burt Reynolds just did that uh, Captain Kirk move with the the two hands. Of the, uh, he probably learned from how needed Whatever. So yeah, he was Burt Reynolds was in a, a 50s Western on TV. You know, like that's where well, he, 
way back when. Yeah. Burt Reynolds really wasn't a big star on movies until... Um, Deliverance. Yes, that's when he... And 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 that was not a very Burt Reynolds role, what he would go on to do. I mean, he was wimpy, he hurt it, he broke his leg. Right. Uh, this guy is so famous, do you recognize his face? He looks like the Hills Got Eye guy. I know he's not. Oh, yeah, isn't he like a... I don't know. He was in a lot of movies like Mad Max and stuff. I, I, I don't uh, have it written down here, but... I've seen Mad Max. I, I, oh, I'm making a guess. I'm making a guess. It, he's he's been. You know, I remember this guy. Hey, that guy has something to do in this movie. Okay, so now the roads open, and they all can finally go. He's on the phone with Jimmy the Greek, upping his bet. Jimmy the Greek, how funny! Yeah, he got busted. I watched a movie recently, and I saw it on. Uh, Amazon Prime, it was a 3D movie and it actually had 3D to it. It's called The Four Dimensions of Greta. It was a kind of a 70s, 60s uh, UK sexploitation movie. And it's, you know, there is some kind of sexual assault movie, uh, scenes in it. But one of the assailants that she meets uh, at a party she's introduced is like, I want you to meet the boys. There's Tony Soane and uh, Jim the, uh, Jimmy the Greek. No. It's Philip the Greek, that was his name. Yeah, here we go, Jackie. Yes, yeah, seconds. All Jackie. to show yeah. off his karate. His. This uh, is where Hal Needham said it. Well, I mean, that's the only reason to watch it. The 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 Hong Kong release of this movie had Jackie in the front of the poster, and I'm sure they use all these scenes in the trailer. But he was the star. That's previous stuff. He was the star of the poster. Yeah, he was the star of the DVD box I saw, or the DVCR. What was it? Remember the DCD? It's a weird format. Uh, was it like a owl, like a size of a twelve-inch record? No, that's a laser disc. Laser so, disc, yeah, laser. Yeah, I always okay. hate that. You get really into a movie, you got to flip it to side B. <laughs> that isn't true, is it? Yeah, no, it's double-sided, no. like a record, a laser disc. <laughs> it was one-sided. Okay, no, now, Captain, they're losing the race. They're upset about it, and, and Burt Reynolds, it, now Captain Chaos shows up, and they start speeding past everyone. Oh, just like in real life. <laughs> hey, honey, let's watch the laser disc of Godfather 2. Fredo, I loved you. Laserdisc is the exact same technology as a CD. I don't know why it didn't take off. It was a digital format, and I don't know why it didn't take off. I mean, DVD, uh, CD. Well, because you had to flip it. He'll say, like, Fredo, I would uh, use you. And they'll be like, please flip over to side D. That is not true. <laughs> I had a bachelor uh, laser disc player. It automatically dropped. It, it flipped it over automatically. So wow, my day. pretty classy. Yeah. How do you want to watch Cannibal Run? It's on laser disc. We'll get to the Aston Martin. And remind me, I'll flip it to side B. Yeah, because when the Aston Martin flips, so do you flip the? I <laughs> flip it over. Okay, now this is just the not prettiest part of L.A. you could ever choose. They're on their way to Santa Monica. Yay. I don't know who this actress is. She's a new girl. New girl. We saw it's the Bikini World. 
uh, which uh, also took place in Santa Monica and Venice Beach. But that movie wasn't a cheap. It was a, a kind of a weird 60s. Girl. Yeah, it was like, we need a movie for the summer. Yeah. And it had all sorts of. What was funny about that film is when it came out, all those, um, all the music in it was old news, you know? Right. And, and the, the Yardbirds had different members and, but it had very famous clubs. Okay, so now it's become a foot race, kind of right. like uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, but that was, but I, I never understood this. Was that brought up in the beginning that you have to park your car and race over? No. Now, Burt Reynolds made everybody scrum. He made everybody get tackled. And Celebrity dog pile. Ca Captain Chaos is about to win. Yes, but I wonder what happens, Crom. Don't tell me. Oh, there's Adrian. Oh, please help my baby, my baby. Oh, right, but he's Oh, help your baby. Well, that makes sense. Like real life. Look, that goes with how he set up the film, but in a film like this, our heroes win. Well, he's stop defending it. Stop defending it. it, it they, I'm defending it. They're supposed to be a final battle, and Movies then they better. do their contest, win, lose, it's or draw, and chaos. then there's one surprise challenge. You can't see a hero wins. You go to the theater and you think it's going to happen, but oops, the wind blew the ticket out of his hand and they lose. So, you know, it's the classic film noir. You're always going to die at the end of the film. There's nothing you can do about it. That's not what this film is. This isn't a classic film noir film. This is a Hollywood blockbuster. You know, suckers never win. Wow, look at, look at Dom. Yeah. Good. Look at the people in the back. They're not even actors. They're like audience members. They're like, yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, you want to see Dom DeLuise riff for 40 minutes in the sun? Captain yeah, USA! Yeah, where the fuck did he get that shit? I don't know, and it doesn't make sense because he was Captain Chaos when he was a child. This doesn't go. He's like Bugs Bunny. I just pulled his out of my ass. Oh, there's da -da -da -da, and the rest. We yeah, got right. there. Oh, I'm now on their side. No, he's not. He's not. Now, the thing is that the heavy, if this movie was written right, would have been stopping them at the end, and they would have had to fight him to win. So, all right. Well, looks like Roger took care of it. Now, once again, Roger Moore's a good sport here because he's going to get ejector seated out of his own car. Oh, and everyone's going to laugh at it. Ah, finally, I could smoke a cigar in public. Yeah, it's dumb. It's like, I couldn't stop the race. Well, how would you like a cigar, my good man? He goes, all right, I'll take something. And he smokes. The it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Now, Roger Moore's like, why didn't you get ejector seated? And then he goes oh, and he tries it himself. Oh, is it Roger Moore went out there? Yeah, Roger Moore got ejector seated. What a good sport, because he's yeah. usually, but I guess it's a comedy. Well, he was there. There was more, and then there was no more. <laughs> Roger, no more. Roger, no more. 
because the ejection seat, get it? All right, so you go, finally, there's a big party, everyone drinks at the end. Right, and they're not upset that they lost at no. all. They all made it on the same time, I guess because of the traffic. Santa Monica Pier. Yeah, we got a helicopter. How needs them? Get two helicopter. How needs them? How <laughs> needs them? All right, wow, look at that underdeveloped pier. Oh, and here now we comes. get our outtakes, which inspires Jackie Chan to do the same thing. These are a uh, classic and uh, been parodied before. And it, this is a. Uh, they read the script. They just think they're so funny. They think they're so funny. But I mean, they're having a good time, you know, and and top of the world, top of the world. Look, music arranged and conducted by all caps. Al Caps. Oh, Lil Abner cartoons? Right. Not really. My best Al Caps moment was when he was ribbing John Lennon. There's a great clip. I he love was, that. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, he, we know. He's Yoko ugly. Yeah. <laughs> right to his he, face. And John Lennon's taking it. He's taking it. He was at the sit-in, right? They were in the bed-in? Yeah. 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 And Al Cap was, he had a second career. He, we're talking about the cartoonist for a strip yeah. called mm -hmm. uh, Lil Abner. And Lil Abner ran for decades, and it's a very stylistically cool, and the language is cool, and he was known to be a satirist, and like schmooze are very famous among Jews because it's basically the way people treat Jews, you know, these schmooze, and like, it's a, a schmo, or whatever it's called, like the schmoo. <laughs> It's a Jewish thing. It's like the guy you could kick around, you know. Like so, it's a, uh, it's kind of cool to see in pop culture. He had a musical, the Lavender, but he was also like this weird windbag columnist. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And he was like kind of conservative of his time, but he was also kind of like Warren Downey Jr. esque. A blowhard. Blowhard. That's the word I'm trying to guess. So yeah, he the famous Ben and there's footage on YouTube of him uh, talking to Yoko. Uh, look at Terry well, Bradshaw, finest thing. Yeah, he uh, grilling uh, John yeah. Lennon, and you know, he's looking at Yoko Ono and going, "Oh, I feel so sorry for you, sir." You know, and John <laughs> Lennon's sitting there going like this with his beard, just ooh, you know, just taking it, just taking it. Well, because I he was like he did this column like how women aren't smart or something, but he was like a weird, crude sexual harasser guy allegedly. That but, makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. But yeah, he had a second career making writing these these documentaries and doing these TV specials. Like Al Cap goes to the campus, you know. Yeah. Al Campus. Really weird. Oh, here's all the great music, none by Jerry Reeds. Lou Rawls. Yeah, Lou Rawls has a big hit, a big song in this. Behind the Green Drawers. It Mitchell Brothers Film Group. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the Mitchell Brothers themselves tell the story. So this is with Georgia. This is uh, another film from Georgia. It's a living. Oh my God, it's a living. And the movie. He's like, I'm just getting a paycheck. Ha 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 ha. Fuck the audience. Ha 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 ha. Don't watch anything. Ha 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 ha. Why were you laughing? Because he laughed and you hit me. Yeah, Dino was laughing there. There's Hal. There's Hal. And he made himself the last moment. Yeah, that's interesting. What an interesting cameo. You're the final scene in the movie. Carl, 
That was the final scene in the movie. What'd you think of Cannonball Run? <laughs> this film was a piece of crap. <laughs> it's not even a film. It was ruined by me. 1981, where Adrian Balboa went to clock it in, and the woman in the audience said, they win. I saw this movie already. And I wasted 80 minutes of my 10-year-old life watching it. Who didn't care? There was car crash. It didn't care. Terry Bradshaw, the famous football player. My 10-year-old boy said, move over, Jacob. Oh, my God. Is that Mel Tillis? I've been listening to him half my life. Didn't care. Dean Martin of the Dean Martin Roasts and the Gold Diggers. I love that prenatally. Didn't even care. Those guys were brutal. Rat Packers. Didn't oh my care. God. That's one sixteenth of the Rat Packers. You got Pico <laughs> and Sammy. You just need Frank, Peter, uh, tell me out. Who else is in the Rat Packers? Uh, Dino and Sammy. Yeah, Dino and Sammy. Well, there were I don't know. I don't know. That was before our time. Oh my God. So, uh, Carl, it wasn't much of a movie, it was a huge success. It's contagious laughter. People love to see the outtakes because Burt Reynolds laughs, and then guess what? Dom DeLuise laughs, and guess what? They all laugh. We're all laughing. It's hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, if once Cannibal Run 2 hits YouTube, we'll do that movie, and then we'll have the trilogy taken away, and then we can put it on Patreon, and people can pay $5 to yeah. hear us talk over yeah. Cannibal Run, Cannibal Run 2, and then six years ago, <laughs> Speed Zone. The Crapeterian Collection. The Crapeterian Collection with commentary over the commentary. Yeah, I was kind of sluggish at this point. I had to wipe the goo off my mouth and I didn't want Carl to see. So I was trying to distract. Oh, man. Disgust. Carl. Oh, what? That was a motion picture. They were, yeah. they were moving. It was a Sorry, audience. Sorry, audience. Well, next week, and we had mentioned this movie earlier, we were just kind of jumping all over the places with movie suggestions. I had suggested a movie previously, Vincent Price. Vincent Price, yeah. Where he gets possessed by a demon. I don't remember the title, but we're going to do that movie next week. Uh, it was Diary of a Madman, and I think it was 1963. Okay, here's the trailer. I am Vincent Price, and I am going to turn into a wicked monster. And then there's going to be great special effects, and my face will change. I actually mentioned you're possessed by a demon, and so just pretend the demon's in you, okay? And go. Ah, possessed by a demon. I'm Vincent Price. In a world where Vincent Price is in a horror film. Right. In a world where Vincent Price is a horror movie where he turns into the demon, and there's no change or special effects because it's a $10 yeah. budget. Ha, I'm now the demon. Oh, 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 oh. Ew, I'm the demon. Well, now I sound more like Vincent Price. No, I don't even. Vincent Price. I can yeah. now. I sound like Peter Lorre. I can't do it. I, I know what you're going for, though. I can hear it. Oh, I'm getting mucus. Dairy of a madman. <laughs> oh, I must be lactose intolerant. Dairy, dairy of a madman. Mad <laughs> but I can't stop drinking it, even though I'm getting snotty. It's ridiculous. My skin's puffy. Dairy of a madman. Why is he drinking? He's lactose and bottles. That's mad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the trailer for our next week's movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a horror movie, and it's going to be airing around Halloween. It's going Rap to be horror-able. 
Yeah, what a what a horror uh, honor uh, that is a ride. A bowl. Carl, uh, any, uh, where can people see you in person performing? Uh, yeah, not in this world. Uh, right. Carl I'm doing something. I don't know. It's there's no there's no bookings. I was just at the Flamingo Club. It was a strip club, and we were in the parking lot. Right. That's the gigs oh. I get on weekends occasionally. Nothing's going on. I heard you're a good stripper, though. I rode the parking lot and gave you like four stars. I I went home with forty six bucks that night in singles. Well, yeah, I got letter. tipped. I got tipped. You know when they, when you make it rain in the parking lot, it leaves little puddles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, I think we should end our show. Uh, that has been our show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed Cannonball Run, and I hope you enjoyed watching it again with us talking over it. And uh, Better. We'll, be, we'll be doing that next week with the Diary of the Madman. Uh, a man, Diary of the Madman with a, a Diary of a Madman. Is it a man? Diary oh, of a Madman. And I think it was pretty expensive to do because it starred Vincent Price. Oh, very pricey pictures, I should I say. It came with the price. This movie. Yeah. yeah. His fee. His fee. Yeah. That's uh, the Vincent Price. The Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, thank you, Carl. What a pleasure. Thank you, audience. We'll see you next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, 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 Mike Spiegelman